Well, hello and welcome to an episode of the Transfix Take podcast. Today is a very special episode with a very special guest. We have Margaret Deb. I, I ruined it, of course, right away. Margaret- no, you did fine. Debellat. <laughs> Margaret Debellat. And she is a founding member of NM Weight, which is the National Minority Women Association in Trucking. And she is a truck driver turned consultant, turned author, turned all around humanitarian, turned just a badass. I enjoy talking to her every si- every single time we speak. Margaret, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. How are you doing? I'm amazing, Jen. Thank you so much for having me again. Um, what you do is absolutely amazing, and I honor your space, and thank you for sharing it with me. Well, I'm honored to share it with you, too. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Margaret and I, we've been talking for, I think, maybe about two months now. We, If you haven't checked out her feature, Girls Get It Done, we have it posted on our blog, transfix.io. And I highly recommend that you read more on Margaret's journey there and how she got started in trucking uh, and where she is today. But Margaret sent over an email with a video that really struck me hard. And I think just because I'm so used to dealing with kind of the the craziness of the day-to-day, it really made me stop and think. And it's all about an initiative that she's working on called Truckers Are Human. Uh, and I would love it if you could give me some insight onto what that initiative is, how it got started, and why you're involved. Well, Jen, here's how it started. I watched what happened in Canada. I watched the protest and I watched my brothers and sisters in trucking get pulled out of trucks and arrested and thrown in jail for standing up for themselves. And I'll be I'll be very frank with you. I'm a person of color in the United States and it felt civil rights movement ish mm. to me. I said, here we are standing up and saying we want an option and Trudeau calls the cavalry when he said this is a um, state of emergency I said this guy just called the police on them he just activated the military to be able to take care of this I I went batty and I I got on social media most people in trucking that know me, they'll know me as that trucking chick. You can find me on on Facebook as that trucking chick. And I just went off for 12 minutes about the life that we live and the way that we have to eat and sleep and defecate and what we do as over the road truck drivers. And you mean to tell me we can't have a civil conversation about an option, about a procedure that we don't think is good for us. Are you nuts? And I I just went off 12 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. And 949 views in a short period of time. And I said, it can't stop at that. You know, everybody goes, oh, I want my video to go viral. I said, it cannot stop at that. And I'm used to public service announcements. So I got together with some of my trucking friends at Trucking Life. I absolutely love that group. And I said, hey, let's do a PSA. They said, a PSA? I said, that's right. And they said, oh, truckers matter? I said, no, no, no. We're going to do our own thing. We're mm. human beings. That's what we're saying. Stop treating us like animals. We're human beings. I know the traditions of trucking are subhuman, but there's a time for us to draw the line and do something else. 
And, you know, we, I shared this story with you a couple of weeks ago as well. And when I was talking to Wayne Craig, who is a retired truck driver, um, you know, one of the things that he said to me was in the middle of a hurricane, he was at a facility with a bunch of other drivers that were dropping off their freight. And then of course, as the, as the sirens started sounding off, the facilities were closed and the drivers were locked out. So they couldn't come in for shelter. They had to stay in their trucks. They couldn't use the facilities inside. And this is not something that uh, is just a one-off. This happens quite often. And, and Margaret, I would love to hear from your perspective what you've experienced and what you've seen your peers experience from Trucker Life as well and, and, and NM weight. And So what, what, what befuddles me uh, so I'll, I'll give my history. So I've been driving sure. for two years, just under two years, right? I stayed on the mm -hmm. road 18 months, coming home only three or four days, once a month. And I got the full on OTR experience. I, uh, all the things, right? During COVID, because I got my license at the beginning of the pandemic. My corporate job sent us all home. And I said, I ain't doing that. <laughs> and so I decided to live my dream to drive a Peterbilt and I went and got the license and I went on the road and people mm. were like, what in the middle of a pandemic when everybody is, and I was like, yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> but, but of course, but of course, what did I experience? I experienced, no, you can't come in the facility. You got to use the porta potty. Um, no, we'll slide the paper under the door. Um, what, what? And I said to a woman one time, I said, um, could I use your restroom? And she said to me, oh, no, there's porta potties outside for truckers. And I don't know, you can bloop this part out if you want. I said, I'll shit in my truck. That's what I said to her. And I, by the way, I don't have a shit bucket in my truck. But I just was so <laughs> insulted. I was so yeah. appalled. I thought, are you crazy, lady? Because if the trucks don't come in, you ain't got no stinking job. So... Why would you think that truckers are going to bring you COVID and your own employees who come in and out every day aren't at the same risk? What do you, what do you, what do you think? What do you, what? I was appalled. And at that moment, I thought, wow. So the second moment that made me go, what the truck was when I got inside of uh, a when you're going down the highway, there are rest areas that are for truckers only. Right. And more of them than not do not have bathroom facilities. Let me let that marinate. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, you hit me with the, with a bunch of confusion as you see in my face. Uh, so there are rest stops along highways with no, Facilities, no bathrooms? No. Well, you think, well, so I thought it was bad when I went through the Midwest and what they considered a bathroom was basically a box over a hole in the ground no. with a toilet on top of it. I was like, what? There's no water in that. That is a crap hole. What do you, what? This is a, what? And this was at the trucks, trucks only areas right so yeah. at least they had that and then i started seeing other ones that had no nothing no facility no nothing 
the trash cans were filled with trash that it obviously nobody was tending to. I mean, why do you believe that because we live in a truck, that's how you should take care of our facilities? Now, listen, put a pin in this. I know some of my peers are less than... I don't know what word is, right? <laughs> they have the old nasty trucker lifestyle. I get some of that. And some of that is mental illness. That's another show. Right. But just because some people behave in a certain way does not mean that you get to generalize and treat everyone in the industry this way and not even care about the fact that there's no place for us to park. There's no place for us to sleep. There's no place for us to rest safely. Uh, there's no bathrooms at mm -hmm. a truck only rest area. That is subhuman. I, I, and so truckers are humans is my initiative to start bringing to people's face yep. front and center the idea that if it wasn't for a truck, you wouldn't have anything. And can we talk about the lifestyle? I think for the normal person that is not a driver, does not know a driver, and you know, there is, uh, I, I don't think that it really, they believe it really doesn't impact them how this, how these conditions that you all are forced to deal with every single day, really, anywhere across the country, right? Because it's not a specific area and it's not a specific facility. So can you just describe when you started driving, right? Your first impression, give, give us like a, a 48 hour. And, and this is, you know, I think this is an unfair question because it changes and it varies, but can you give us a snapshot of what a couple of days look like life on the road away from home? So let me, let me, let me try to frame it. Yeah. So for people who drive four wheelers, those are cars when you're a trucker. Okay. Mm -hmm. Imagine driving your car and then parking it and getting in your back seat to live. Yep. Now I know that happens, that's a whole nother issue, but imagine accepting a job. This is my job now. My job is to sit in the front seat and drive. And when my hours of service are done, and, and that's a whole nother storyline, right? Mm -hmm. But when my when my job is done which is not 9 to 5 i turn around and get in the back seat and let's say through your trunk is the area that i live in yeah there's no bathroom in there yes i have a microwave yes some people have televisions but there are no bathrooms so I have to make sure that I take care of my bodily functions, either somewhere that has a bathroom. Right. Some people carry those camper bathrooms with them, which I just, I'm allergic to <laughs> in my <laughs> mind. Sure. <laughs> right. But we have to get creative and, yeah. you know, men can hang their body part out a window, but women can't. Right. And so the female trucker has a completely different thing. But let me tell you something for the guys who wants to do that. You know what I mean? That's that's not really a real dignified position to be in. And your job is the reason why you're there. Now, some people will tell you, oh, you've got a trip plan so that you can 
you know, plan your trip so that you use the bathroom on your breaks and this and this. Well, mm, people who work in factories, they know that feeling, right? I can't get off the line until I, uh, my break time for me to use the bathroom. But imagine doing that every single day, working a 14 hour day, every single day for 70 hours in a week, 11 of which you're responsible for driving. Most people can't drive more than eight hours, right? And most Mm -hmm. people are like, eight hours? Who would drive for eight whole hours? Well, that's what over-the-road truck drivers do. Right. We drive for six, eight, 10, 11 straight hours in a day through those towns like Atlanta, when I'm running up the East Coast, it's Atlanta and then Chattanooga, Tennessee, and then Nashville. And these are cities that people drive their cars like it's demolition driving. And I'm Mm. driving a 53-foot trailer around trying not to roll over somebody who's late for work that cuts me off. Right. But living in that cab, yeah, I get out. Of course I get out at, at truck stops and whatnot, but... It's, it's not, it's not how, in my opinion, human beings were intended to live. And when I meet someone who's been on the road for 10, 15, 20, 25 years, I, I, I honestly, I want to just get down in front of them and praise them because to live that life that long so that you can feed your family, um, I, 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 I don't plan to drive a truck that long. I don't. You know, and so now you, now you, now that you've framed it, right. And this is, this is your perspective. And, and of course it varies, but this is the unfortunate standard that a lot of truck drivers come into the industry, spend many years, as you said, and sometimes that is their only job, their first and only job. And then they retire, you know, at whatever age, most of the time with a lot of health issues or, you know, maybe overweight or just, you know, run down by the ways in which, you know, having to drive every single day for eight to t- eight to 11 hours straight and, and hours of service, if you are new to transportation, have changed over the years in negative ways and, and in many ways, you know, kind of just not taking accountability and not taking into account that drive truck drivers are human. And so herein is this initiative. And when I saw this video, I did share it out with our Transfix team. And every one of us had a visceral reaction because we talk to you and and other drivers every single day. And I think, you know, I will say, and and hopefully this doesn't sound like I'm tooting Transfix's horn, but I do believe that every one of us have a, a real respect for the type of lifestyle. But I'm saying that sitting across from you in a chair, in a home office, not really understanding as much as you explained it to me, you know, what it's like to drive every day. And so, Margaret, I wonder for someone like me and for everyone else that's listening to this podcast and your peers, how can we help make sure that drivers are treated the way that they should be with respect, with dignity, with, with love and honor? How can, how can we do this together? So let me back up a little bit because you, you hit several things. Yeah. So when I went to trucking school, um, my 
senior uh, instructors, classroom instructor, and then my driving instructor, they were old school truckers. One of them shared with me that he was grandfathered into CDL licensing, meaning that CDL licensing came on board as he was already a driver. He didn't have to go through the testing and all of that because they said, oh, you've been driving forever, right? So, which a lot of people don't know, CDL licenses are not that old. Right. Uh, that, that's a whole nother show. Uh, he said to me that one of the reasons why he was an instructor was because his health no longer allowed him to drive. He couldn't pass a DOT physical. Um, I think he'd had multiple bypass surgeries and things of that nature from sitting in the seat for so long and uh, having heart problems because of obesity and things like that. And people don't even take that into account. Uh, I talked about driving for eight hours. It is physically not a good idea to continuously sit behind a wheel for eight hours, day in and day out. Because when you think about sitting, your organs inside your body are folded up. Right. Your bladder, your intestines, they're folded up inside your body. And um, not to be graphic, but um, if you're not eating nutritious food because you eat on the road, even if you cook in your truck, and I do, I cook, um, it, it, it's physically taxing, right? Yeah. So people end up with high blood pressure. They end up with diabetes. They end up having strokes and heart attacks and all of that. I'm sure there's statistics out there. I don't need to go read it. I lived it and I looked at it in the eyes and the bodies of my peers. Right. So there's the physical, the, the mental, right? You, you interact with drivers. And sometimes if I'm on a long haul, if I don't intentionally go and interact with other human beings, um, this week is the anniversary of the longest haul I ever did solo, which was 2,200 miles from Georgia to Portland, Oregon. If wow. I didn't intentionally get out of my truck, and mind you, this is during COVID when restaurants are closed and you have to walk up to a drive-thru and beg somebody to feed you out of, out of a window. I could not speak to another human being for three, four, five days. And when I say speaking, I mean engaging a whole conversation, not a grunt, hey, how you doing, as you go by. You know, mm -hmm. I intentionally would talk to drivers in the fuel lane just so that I could talk to another human being. And if you know anything about incarceration and solitary confinement, that's how drivers live. You know, yeah, you talk to your loved ones on the phone. Yeah, you listen to the radio. Yeah, you listen. But there's nothing like being engaged, fully engaged with another human being. Human beings aren't really meant to live that way. And mm -hmm. I intend to use my voice, and I thank you for giving me this platform to share with people what the real deal is with that driver that you see that doesn't speak, that shuffles his feet because his legs hurt because he can't pick his feet up off the ground. That is overweight because the life that he live lives every day um, just is, that's the result. That's the result. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's all this new stuff with the newer drivers. 
you know, the health stuff and you see the videos on YouTube about exercising and all of this. But that is a, in my opinion, very narrow viewpoint of what the trucking industry is all about. And Mm -hmm. what I wished so many times when a fleet manager would say something to me because they were an old school trucker that didn't drive on uh, electronic logs. (laughs) They had paper logs that they drove longer than the rules really said and things like that. Because I had those fleet managers that said things to me like, oh, I could do that run in four hours. And I said, no, that's a six hour run. If you have a governed truck, which means you can only drive at 68 miles an hour, you probably drove 75 or 80. I drove 68 because that's as fast as my truck would go. Mm -hmm. And I had an electronic log, which meant that I couldn't just keep driving beyond a certain point. I could, I mean, the truck would move, but I would be in violation and those violations add up and, It's just, it's even hard to explain, but if I could ask people, old school truckers, to look at the new school that we Mm -hmm. work in today, if I could ask people who are uh, working at shipper or receiving um, uh, uh, environments, you know, distribution centers, remember that that person that's bringing you your load is a human being. Remember that they may not have talked to anybody or had anything decent to eat or a decent night's sleep in a week. Remember that they don't go home at night and use a toilet in the middle of the night when they have to use the bathroom. Maybe they're using a bucket. Maybe they're going out in the cold. Maybe they're peeing in a cup. I mean, I'm not asking you to 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 feel sorry for me. I'm just asking you to have empathy for me as a human being that has a hard job. Old school truckers, a lot of them were veterans. A lot of them are veterans today. And so they've got some rigorous training and they've lived through ever, but who wants to live like a soldier their entire life and say, that's just my job. I know that people have that career and I know that trucking is a choice, but just like you stop and tell a veteran, thank you for your service. Stop and tell a trucker, thank you for yours. We have so much more to talk about, and this is not the last time that you will be on this podcast, but I just want to stop and say thank you for all that you do, Margaret, because really, and every single time I speak with you and Ashley and Sharice and, you know, Wayne and everyone else in this driver community, I get very overwhelmed because I just want to help and I just want to do whatever I can. And I think this is just the start. You know, we, I'm going to share the video so that you can see the truckers are human video on our uh, Facebook and on our website so that you can understand if you are not a driver and you're listening to this, you can get just a little peek at the fact that these are people, these are human beings and we need to show and display our respect way more than what we do today. So go ahead, Margaret. And so the, the Truckers Are Humans is my collaboration with uh, Trucking Life. And man, those, those folks over there at Trucking Life are absolutely amazing. They are career drivers. Mm-hmm. They allowed me to come into the fold with them. And I stream on their, on their platform because they're a streaming platform and they are advocates and they are all the things. And so uh, when I came up with the initiative, I 
shared the idea with them and their tech person said, okay, send me photos. And so they took the photos and they narrated it. And by the way, it's now translated in Spanish as well. So I'll send you the Spanish version also. Please but do, yes. they, I shared a vision with them and they made me cry because they took my idea of a PSA and made it into what you'll see in hashtag truckers are humans. And you can find it on YouTube as well. It is not the first I mean, it is the first, but it is not the last because our intention is to highlight stories of actual drivers, families. We want to humanize what has been dehumanized in our society. Drivers are humans, period. Margaret, thank you so much for coming onto our show today. I, I just get so happy whenever I speak with you and thank you for opening up and sharing your story. And I cannot wait to keep talking and keep sharing and we will make change, but I know that you will make change because that's who you are. And I, I've <laughs> spoken about what, three, three or four times now, but I think I already know you're a change maker, Margaret, and, um, and, and greatly appreciate you. So thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for having me. And, you know, people can follow me on social media I wear a t-shirt that says hashtag change the world because I believe that human beings uh, together on a common cause or common purpose with a spirit of love and compassion for humanity, we can hashtag change the world.